This is Episode 2 of The Gratitude Project. Stay informed, get involved. Welcome to The Great Amber's Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cameron. Welcome back to the second episode of The Gratitude Project. We had such positive response last week from people who enjoyed hearing the stories, the gratitude, the thanks, the appreciation, that I invited Holly back today to share more of these stories. If you've enjoyed hearing other people's stories, we need to hear from you. We need your stories of appreciation, thanks, and gratitude. Send them in at tgapod.com slash thanks. That's tgapod.com slash thanks. They can be big stories. They can be simple stories. They can be just a thank you. Whatever it is you'd like to share, please send them in. And if you've enjoyed this content and want to hear more local stories from local people, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by D&E Smoked Meat Kitchen and Catering Services. Dan and Elizabeth have been providing meals to members of our community that are in need, and they're always looking for sponsors for these meals. If you're able and interested in sponsoring a number of meals, please call them at 397 4868. That's 397 4868. And by Tony Mitchell with Royal LePage Cumberland Realty. For anyone looking to buy or sell their house, contact Tony at 902 664 1372 or on Facebook to discuss all the options you have right now. Now enjoy the second episode of The Gratitude Project. Welcome back, everybody, to the second episode of The Gratitude Project. Thank you, Holly, for coming back to help My out with pleasure. us. My pleasure. Yeah, we've got a lot of... Uh, I, I heard from a few people. They really enjoyed the episode last week and lo- enjoyed hearing stories from other people. And I said, well, let's do it again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and you had a bunch of submissions that we hadn't read yet last week, too. So, And I see there's a, there's quite a few more here that weren't already there. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, no, it's yeah. good. We got a lot. Got a lot over the last week. Um, yeah. Before we get into those submissions, though, I um, I do have a story that ha- that happened last week that I that I wanted to share. Uh, okay. So when I was in when I was in high school, I think it was the summer of '98. Uh, there was myself and a lot of my other friends. So there was like um, Derek Brennan and Mike Milner and Jeff Wood, Seth Daly, Danny Williamson, Brian Calder. Myself, Mike Jolly, who was our former scout leader, um, Todd Lawrence, who was our venture advisor at that point, and then my mm-hmm. my uncle Jamie, uh, Jamie Matheson, who lives in Calgary. He's a paramedic. So the ten of us went uh, and we hiked the West Coast Trail, which is oh, like wow, an eighty cool. kilometer hike on like the western edge of Vancouver Island. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so we flew out there. We hiked there, and I forgot we did this. But when we went, we took a Nova Scotia flag. Uh, with us and we hung it up or we displayed it like every night when we when we got to camp nice so I couldn't remember I didn't remember we did that but then my friend um Brian Calder do you know him or do you I know- no I think I know his dad if his dad is Paul yeah yeah, yeah. his dad's Paul maybe you know his brother Nick mm, maybe possibly I apologize to yeah. you guys if okay. I, I do know you but <laughs> that's okay so um yeah and so Paul was a Mountie was an RCMP officer yeah in town and they traveled around for a while. So, uh, when we got back from the West coast trail, Brian kept that Nova Scotia flag mm-hmm. and as he moved around, he had it and he displayed it in like university rooms and different houses. 
And so last Monday or Tuesday after the, when people mm-hmm. were asked to display Nova Scotia flags outside or in their windows as support, mm-hmm. Brian had put his up uh, in the window in his house in Canmore. So he lives mm-hmm. out in Canmore, Alberta with his family. Yeah. And he sent it out and said, you know what, this is the flag it took on the West Coast Trail. And we're all like, oh, that's fantastic. So then he sent another message Friday afternoon and said, uh, guys, just want to let you know that the the RCMP d- detachment in Banff is going to borrow our flag for them to hold a ceremony in oh, honor or nice. in memory of um, the constable that was killed last weekend and everybody else yeah. that was that was hurt or killed wow. in the street. So it was sort yeah. of a it was it was kind of a nice connection. For yeah, us there's nice- a lot of connections happening right now. Eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with all that, and there are a lot of people like. Um, I, I can't remember the fellow's name. I think he lives in Ontario right now, but he's from Picto and he is creating a bunch of t-shirts and hoodies um, with uh, Stronger Together and, uh, you know, the, the map of Nova Scotia on it to sell for all the proceeds to go to the families. East Coast Lifestyle is doing the same thing. Yeah. Amy McGraw here in town is creating a bunch of decals for people to put mm. um, in their windows, in their cars and stuff. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff happening. Did you watch the vigil on... Um, I caught parts on of it. Friday I, was, night. I caught parts of it. I was in, I was on bedtime duty. Ah, so, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So I caught bits and pieces of it, but I think I bawled the whole time. It was, yeah, it was, it was beautiful and touching and so sad. Like it was, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. There was definitely parts that I was crying very hard. Yeah. I think they let off with Natalie McMaster fiddling with the, I can't remember yeah. her name. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I can't remember. Did they lead off with that? I'm not sure. But there were some really, really beautiful pieces. And some really cool, like, interesting ones. Like, um, I don't know if you've heard of the mus- musician. His name is Dave Gunning. And I've only ever heard his name before. I might have heard his music and just didn't know it. But he did a song. Um, and the, the main line in the chorus that kept coming up was the circle of boots. And it's all, like, all about the the support you get in a community when you're standing around a circle. And it's just like the circle of boots. Like we're all just a bunch of folks, you know, rural Nova Scotia, you know, like I just, yeah, there were just some really cool, really, really nice, really, really nice pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I think we got lots of other nice pieces to share as well. So if you want to take the first one. Sure thing. Sounds good. Okay. So the first one we have is Lisa Gilbert and she says, I am at all times thankful. I got involved with the Amherst curling curling club. Pardon me. Through, <laughs> all right. Let's try this again. Okay. Through the ACC, I have a group of friends that I travel with, spend time with year round that have supported me through personal struggles and helped me celebrate personal triumphs. We have supported each other through this pandemic as well. These are people I might not otherwise have met and have been friends with. Uh, these are people I might not otherwise have met and been friends with. And my life is richer for knowing them all. That's beautiful. That's perfect. I think the, uh, I think the curling club in town is a wonderful community yeah. around itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've never really been involved with them, but that's um, anywhere, anywhere that people can find their group, you know, mm-hmm. their little tribe, their little community that, supports them like um i don't have a huge my best friend in the world is monica kasib and um it's the same kind of thing it's i mean we're not a group but we do have i do have like a group of friends and stuff but she's like that one connection that never ever 
yeah. goes away. Even yeah. though we could go months, sometimes even probably years without talking to each other. It's just like, there's that, there's just that thing, you know? Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, always supporting each other. So whenever you can find that, whether it's through a, an organized group like that or, or whatever, it's, it's always wonderful to have that support from friends. Yeah. 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 And for yes. sure. So the next one that we've got is from Joan Beswick. And she wrote in just to say, thank you to our volunteers from the Amherst Organizing Committee of Tantramar Seniors College. So Tantramar Seniors College is a volunteer-based college for people aged 50 and over. Our organizers and teachers are all volunteers, and without them, TSC would not exist. The Amherst Organizing Committee wants to thank all of those who have volunteered over the last 11 years, the members of the organizing committee, the board members, and the instructors. The Amherst branch has offered field trips and excursions, told the stories of both historical and current residents of this area, and offered classes in art, yoga, local and world history, writing, cooking, French, Spanish, flower arranging, bridge, stained glass, rug hooking, needlework, opera, and so many more other topics. Wow. (laughs) Thanks so much to the people of Amherst and area for volunteering to organize and present these classes and to those who participate as members of the college. The Amherst Organizing Committee greatly appreciates your expertise, generosity, and and enthusiasm. We couldn't do it without you. Nice. I've actually heard a number of people talk about attending those classes and I think they sound like a lot of fun. I think like they're, they're just, they're interesting. Like, I mean, cooking French, Spanish, flower arranging, like there's just, they, they just sound like fun classes to take that are worthwhile because it just provides enjoyment, you know, like, yeah, no, I, I always, I, I think that would be cool to be part of. I don't think I fit the bill just yet, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not yet. Not yet. Neither. But I think it's, there's a sort of, it's Amherst, Sackville and Moncton that kind of came together. Mm-hmm. To form it. Yeah. I'm not even sure, but yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd love to uh, either Joan or somebody else come on, you know, share more about it. Like, how did it get started? What was going on? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that could be another another conversation. Yeah, but yeah and I no. think you can just sign up for whatever class you want. Like, it's not like you have to. Yeah, or I think you pay like a certain, we'll say, kind of membership. Okay. Like, but I don't, I don't think it's much at yeah. all. Yeah. And then no. you can take a few classes or a number of them. So mm-hmm. I think there's got to be a website there. We will find that and put that in. That's a good idea. Show notes if anybody yeah. wants more info on it. And if there isn't a website, tell them to call me. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll pass that on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So our next one is Brian Calder, your friend, I assume. Um, I'm thankful for the many teachers at Amherst Regional High School. Mr. Robert Howell specifically comes to mind, who supported, encouraged, and developed many of us through students' council, leadership camps, and similar things. Collaboration, communication, cooperation, and accountability were taught and expected. These traits are of great importance in any work environment. Absolutely. Nice. Good job, Mr. Howell. <laughs> Absolutely. He did, a, like Mr. Howell, he did, he did a lot like at the school, like with student council and being involved. And Yeah. I didn't have a lot of uh, interaction with Mr. Howell, actually. No. Um, I, two teachers that really strongly come to mind for me were Mrs. Ames, Carolyn okay. Ames. Yep. Yep. Uh, Sounds she right. biology. And um, when I was going through a particularly hard time in mm-hmm. high school, I went to her and she was very supportive. She was the one that I felt I could go to, to talk to about like a pretty serious thing that was happening. And, um, and Mr. Arbuckle. <laughs> 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 He's also a friend of my parents, but like in high school, he, uh, 
I don't know. Maybe it was because he was so forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was pretty lenient, but I just he was accepting really... of pretty much everybody. Exactly. Going, yeah. Okay, I see where you're at. I see what's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, I, and I enjoyed his class. I enjoyed him a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think Mr. Howell. Like I did, uh, uh, I was on student council for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and I remember one. I mean, I think for any any adult who wants to teach like Robert's Rules of Order to a bunch oh, of teenagers. Yeah. I wish someone had taught that to me. Yeah. Yeah. You go. Okay. All right. Well done. We'll give you credit for even trying to attempt that. So but do you he, remember Robert's rules? Like when you're sitting in a board meeting, do, do, do you know I, what's supposed to happen next? I remember most of them. Really? Yeah. I or, hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. But yeah. that, it's sort of the, or, or I should put it this way, like from, from the student council work and from the student council, I'm familiar with it enough that if I spend any more time getting refreshed on it, right. I would be caught up to it. But, but I remember like Mr. Howell did a lot of organizing to help, like I said, develop that leadership of Mm -hmm. students in school and in high school that, and like Brian said, a lot of those skills are become as important, if not more important than the actual knowledge that you may get. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. Collaborative communication, cooperation and accountability as you outlined there are like, they're yeah. huge in everything yeah. you do. Yeah. yeah. So as always, thank you, Mr. Howell. <laughs> All right. This is a this is a quick one for you. Oh, right. Yeah. This is from Jack W. Just <laughs> says, thank you to Frida. And that's it. That's perfect. <laughs> you don't always need um, to know more about it. And we say, great, done. Right on. All right. So the next one is Jennifer W. Is, uh, is this she? I think they are related. Are yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, this message is from Jennifer W., James W., and Doug R. on Palmer Street in Amherst. They've put hearts and posters in their windows to say thank you from her family to everyone at 811, the police departments, EHS, mail carriers, doctors, nurses, VON staff, retail workers, firefighters, and farmers. The hearts and posters are there so you know people care. Very nice. That's a lovely one. night. Yeah. I had, uh, I'd taken a picture of the hearts in the, what else? Yeah. The hearts in the posters the other day. So I'll yeah. put that up as well. It's, it, nice. it's a really nice, really nice display. Yeah. Moment of saying thank you to everybody. Absolutely. I would also like to add to that list personally, all the people who work in the grocery stores oh, and man. gas stations and yeah. like that kind of thing. Cause every time I either go into a grocery store or go to pick up an order that I've placed online, it, I just like, like, thank you for being here and doing this. Cause I mean, every day they're at risk, right? Cause they're exposed to a lot of people all the time and people who don't even know if they're sick. Right. Yeah, exactly. Incredible. Somebody yeah. was t- commenting on, um, maybe they're going to bring back the old, like, do you remember there was a save easy in the mm-hmm. old mall and you used to drive up and like you'd get your groceries and they'd give you like the little license plate. That was your cart and you yeah. drive up and you ring over the bell and then you give me your, give me your little license plate and they'd come stick them in your, <laughs> stick your groceries. Yeah, and it came along on this like conveyor, yeah. like roller thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're heading back to that. That would be great. I think yeah. there are a lot of things that we could head back to that we'd all enjoy. Yeah. That's yeah. As we one. were saying before we actually started recording, like there's a lot about this that is really enjoyable and would be nice if it could continue, you know, mm-hmm. to a, to a certain extent yes. in moderation. Yeah. 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 We, we don't necessarily have to go back to Monday. You got to be here Tuesday, be there Wednesday, be there, but right. We also don't need to stay in our sweatpants all day long every day. True. You know? As we, as, <laughs> as I say to my daughter now, are those daytime jammies or nighttime yeah. jammies? <laughs> Perfect. 
So the next one, uh, the next submission that we have here, it's uh, from Julie Ripley Gould. Uh, she runs Hatha Yoga Room. She does. And she mm-hmm. says, I'm thankful for my health and the health of my loved ones. I'm thankful for all of our community members who are staying home and possible, keeping us all safe. I'm grateful for all of the essential workers who continue to support our community at this time. I am thankful for the YMCA and what they are doing to help keep our community active. Last but not least, I am thankful for our yoga community here in Amherst. Without them, there will be no Hatha Yoga Room. I can't say enough about the people who have supported my business. Hoping we can meet again soon. Very nice. Yeah, it's lovely. Very nice. Yeah. That's lovely. Have, have you attended any of her yoga classes? I haven't. No. No, I, I haven't. I, I am... Uh, remiss, I guess to say, I've only ever attended one and it was lovely. I mostly just practice at home on, on video, but, uh, but she has a really nice style of teaching and it's a really, um, embracing and, uh, supportive Mm -hmm. environment. It's, it's a really nice place to go. I think, um, I'd heard her, I was talking to her. I think she started doing some either on Facebook live or, Mm -hmm. or there's a group, I think you can still like four members of the the yoga room, you get a login and you can have access to them. Yeah. She and I were chatting at one point and I know she did at least one live video and I haven't seen since, but I, yeah, she was talking about a, a bunch of ideas she had on the go, which, which I hope are all going very well for her. Yeah. Most of my, uh, most of my yoga experience is doing cosmic kids yoga with my daughter. Have you, <laughs> have you come across that yet? No, I'll look it up though. Yeah. It, I don't know if the woman's Australian or, or if she's from New Zealand, but she does. Okay like kids, like yoga for kids. Cool. And it's all awesome. centered around like cartoons and stuff. It's my daughter loves it. She has a good okay, time. So cool. I said, I'll, go I'll down. look it up for Autumn. Yeah. I'll go down and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Next. Oh, Margaret Montrose. Um, she says, I'm grateful for my friend and walking partner, Mary Williams. Mary and I walked most days for the better part of 35 years, always taking the same route. Really? Wow. <laughs> she was definitely the motivator of our duo of our duo. I moved to Sydney two years ago and Margaret, you are missed by the whole community, by the way. Um, <laughs> and I continue to be inspired by Mary as we are in touch via text every day. And we check in to see if each other got our daily walk in, by the way, we had a rule. What is said on the walk stays on the walk. Thank you for your inspiration, Mary. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I'd run into them like a few years ago where I'd be out walking my dogs. So I always see the two of them or I'd run into them probably once a week. Yeah. Somewhere, I guess now that it's when I would cross their route, they're doing the same route every day for right, 35 yeah, years. Yeah. The same route every day. That's incredible. Um, and actually the, what, what is said on the walk stays on the walk. I ran into them once, uh, might have been two years ago now, not okay. quite. And, uh, and we, the three of us, I shared quite a bit with them on that, on that ah. like street corner. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad, to, I'm glad to hear what stays, what's said on the walk stays on the walk. <laughs> yeah. And they should do because they said a couple of things that nobody should ever hear to me. So <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say for Mrs. Montrose as being like a junior high school guidance counselor for a long time, probably had a lot of, lot of things that, uh, yeah, she's used to keeping confidence. Yes. But needed a a space or something to to share. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So the next, um, next mission is from uh, Leon Landry and he said, I have two. So firstly, I am thankful and proud of the volunteer work that occurs daily in Amherst. 
even when there isn't a global crisis. There are many people that exhaust themselves helping others and ask for nothing in return. My heartfelt thanks to all of them. Lastly, I am beyond grateful for my daughter. She is a constant light during dark times and an eager sidekick during times of joy. I couldn't get through these days with my sanity intact if it wasn't for her. Said thank you to the Great Amherst Podcast for giving me the opportunity to be grateful. And I'm glad I'm glad Leon took the opportunity to be grateful. I think uh and that was sort of the whole point of starting this part of it, the the gratitude project was was to make sure that people had time and heard other people thinking of um either stories or thanks or appreciation. Just you know, it's during a time like this, it's it's easy to get focused on things that aren't going well or things that you're missing out on. But but that was the whole point that of creating this. So thank well, you, Leon, for sending in your your submission and your sharing your gratitude. And I think that um like you say, it's easy to focus on other things. And I think we're all going through so many waves. Like there are waves of gratitude and then there are waves of perhaps depression or there are waves of, you know, I got my head on straight to my whole world is chaos, you know, like, and so I think it is good. It's, it's wonderful. And thank you, Andrew, for the opportunity for all of us to take this moment to, to just focus on this. Cause it's, it, it is important to be able to, if you're not in those moments, bring you back to those moments. And if you mm-hmm. are in those moments, really revel in them. Yes. And I would also just like to say that uh, Leon's daughter really is a, 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 an amazingly bright light. She also happens to be my daughter. And, uh, <laughs> so you may be biased to perhaps So I can saying. attest to her amazingness. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right on. Okay, so next we're going to Sandra McMullen, who is Andrew's mother-in-law. Yes, that's right. So Sandra says, as we navigate through this uncertainty, I am much appreciative and thankful for nature's calm and beauty as I gaze out at the vastness of the farm my husband and I call home. Memories of many generations and sounds of laughter still resonate and embrace us. We have a magical place our grandchildren explore, a gift we have from our hearts a gift we have from our hearts in knowing that their peaceful imaginations will take flight forever and soar. Our thankfulness is immeasurable and all caps, grandchildren, family, neighbors with a great big, huge red heart. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Andrew. Hugs to all. Wow. That was quite beautiful, wasn't it? She's she's, uh, very, um, what's the word? Visual in her, in her writing. Beautiful. Yeah, very much so. So, my in-laws live on a um, uh, a dairy farm. Okay. Outside Fredericton, no longer active, but they're still on. Uh, they still oh, live on the farm, and nice. I think they're um, they were the third generation or fourth generation, like oh, on wow. that farm. Yeah. And so, uh, sitting at dinner dinner time yesterday, uh, as dealing with her, I think I was kind of grumpy about the snow. I was grumpy about the snow. Courtney, my wife says to me, she goes like, I had to call my dad today and say, this is what you always called poor man's fertilizer, right? (laughs) I guess it's a thing, you know? Yeah. I actually heard somebody say that the other day that it's great for the crops or great for the, I don't even know exactly what they said, but yeah. Yeah. Great for something that grows in the ground. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like end of spring snow or something helps grass grow a whole lot better or a whole lot bigger. As I was, uh, I was out this morning and it looks like the grass is a whole lot greener after yesterday's snow. So it must've done something. Yeah. It's gotta be Mm. true. Mm. If we've, if we've heard, if we've heard three different people say it, it must, it must be true. That's how (laughs) things work now, right? (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. I think Trump's got more than three supporters. Yeah. So I <laughs> True. True. we'll go that way. Yeah. <laughs> so All right. this next one is a sort of a tie into the tie into last week's episode. And then I've got another call out to this community in town as well. So this submission is from Norm Robitza. Uh, and he said, much like Bridget in the first episode, my family is so very grateful to David and Janice Pike for everything that they do for their students at the Amherst Shotokan Karate Academy. I've been training with them for 21 years and consider them more like family than karate instructor. Their guidance has helped me on my journey in karate to not only reach the rank of fifth degree black belt and compete on the regional, national, and international level, but they have also helped me to achieve the status as a licensed instructor and examiner. My oldest daughter achieved her black belt many years ago, and my wife is a third degree black belt as well. Impressive. Oh, very much so. That's a lot of work to get there. Mm. Uh, Dave and Janice have touched the lives of countless amounts of people, not only in Amherst, Cumberland County, the Maritime Provinces, Canada, and around the world. They're both world-class karate instructors, literally Amherst's hidden secret. So many people do not know that they're the world-renowned karate instructors. David is one of the, is one of the founding masters, Shihan Kai Senate in the International Karate Daigaku. Janice is a master with the organization as well as the executive secretary and tournament director. They're both members of the IKD Hall of Fame. I had no idea. Well, that is like a hidden, what did they call it? Hidden hidden treasure, hidden gem. That's incredible. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, I've gone driven by or walked by that place a whole bunch of times. I've never been in and, you know, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it it really is. And I think there's, my sister did karate for, well, a number of years, a lot of years with Dave and Janice here and excelled and, and like Bridget, she found her role and her place in the community there. And so I knew a lot of the background for Dave and Janice and knew sort of the level that they were at, but uh, there was two things I was thinking with this. One is that was also part of the reason I wanted to start the podcast mm-hmm. because we talked about Dave and Janice again, but how many other people out there in Amherst are at the same level in their organizations that Dave and Janice are. Mm-hmm. And, and that we have no idea. That we have no idea about. Yeah. So who else is out there? Who else can we yeah. share their stories of? Who else can we be like proud it. of and be happy mm-hmm. of for our community and say, you know, they really add something to it. So yeah. Um, so that was that that was part of the whole conversation or whole thought for me on starting the podcast. And the other thing, the other thing that I want to mention, um, or I think is important to add on to this is I think Amherst has a really broad and diverse martial arts community. Really? It yeah, like there's we've talked about karate. Um, there's Tai Chi that happens at the uh the dojo that Dave and Janice own. Okay. I've actually wondered about Tai Chi. I'd like to take some Tai Chi. Yeah. Yeah, they hmm. I don't know the details on it, but that happens there. There's the judo club mm-hmm. up by up by the rink, just a mm-hmm. little bit further up than that. And yeah. maybe there's the mixed martial arts club that trains that trains there too. I think I've seen that sign. Now I don't know if it's still there currently, but I know I've seen like the mixed martial arts sign on that same building. Yeah. And then there's a a large um, taekwondo uh, club. Uh, they're up in, in the, the mall. mall. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. My daughter was in the, um, the town put on the multi-sport program mm-hmm. where like five and six-year-olds get to try a whole number of different sports and activities. And Taekwondo was one of them. Yeah. And she loved it. Cool. She loved it. And then there's, um, on Prince Arthur street across from the library, there's, uh, I forget if it's Brazilian jujitsu or just jujitsu. 
there's a club that trains okay. there as well cool. in the, uh, yeah. So there's a lot, isn't there for our little community, but I think it's, it, it's great because I think it's like what, what we talked, talked about last week. Martial arts can be for anybody. Like they're accessible mm-hmm. to anybody. You can in, get involved at whatever level, um, you want, if you want to compete internationally, you can train yeah. and do that. If you want to get exercise, you can go do that. Like there's a yeah. lot of, and you don't really need equipment as far as I know. No, right? maybe, maybe like the gi or the uh, clothing and a belt or something like that, yeah. but it's not, not like hockey. Right. Yeah. And from what I understand, and I don't know much about martial arts whatsoever, but I think we talked about this last week too. There's the, there's the, the physical, the emotional and the spiritual kind of component, like the discipline and the, the knowing oneself and all that kind of thing, which I think is really cool too. Yes. Yeah. So if there's other people out there that are involved in martial arts community and have stories to share about their clubs or their mm. training, let us know. TGAPod.com slash thanks. So again, thank you, Norm. Thank you, Norm, for sending that one in. Um, so I think we have one more. Yeah. We have one more submission, but before we get to um, Jeff's, there was something else. Something else I was thinking about last week, um, as I was editing th- editing these interviews and going through a lot of the different interviews. I noticed I kept talking about little league baseball. Mm-hmm. It just it it kept coming up. Like when I first presented this project and started talking about it, it was in there, and there was, and I think we talked about it last week. Actually, Bruce Russell's submission last week we talked about it. I was going mm-hmm. back. <laughs> this one kind of made me laugh. I interviewed Trina Clark at uh, from Cumberland YMCA, the CEO, mm-hmm. and she talked about how the service club sponsors the wise guys um, in Little League Baseball. And my initial reaction was, and I think I said this in this, is I basically booed them. <laughs> the what? The podcast. I was like, oh, boo, I don't like the wise guys. But I played for a different <laughs> team, <laughs> which makes no sense. I mean, it was like almost 30 years ago. Right. <laughs> These things stick. Yeah, they really do. And... <laughs> And so this, this sort of, uh, and I started thinking about it and I was going like, I know I enjoyed it. And I know I really liked it, I guess, mm-hmm. as I was growing up, but I didn't realize it sort of stuck with me mm-hmm. as much as it did. And I was thinking about it and like, I, and I don't know if it's like for me moving back and like, I've walked my dogs by there at night and there's mm-hmm. you still, see, you still see all the cars outside there. Um, it's the same, like four teams playing little league, a baseball in the evening, same crowds, mm-hmm. like. I don't know if it's part of that or, or if it's fact that, you know, it's still free. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. Because trying to enroll our daughter and stuff, nothing's free for kids. No. You know, um, except, you know, little league baseball in Amherst. And so Hmm. I was thinking about that and there's one guy, do you, do you know, do you know who I mean by Sonny Foster? Do you know? Mm, I recognize the name. Yeah. That's it. So he's, I think he's been involved in um, Little League Baseball for, I think it said like 50 years or something like that, 50 or 55 years. So, um, and I think talking about Sonny, I think he, knowing him, he'd be the first person to say, you know, it wasn't just me. It was sort of everybody, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so, which is true, you know, like something like that takes a whole, whole crew of people to make happen every year, coaches, the umpires, everybody like that. But I think so many with those activities, if there's not that one person in in the middle and constant, that makes it happen. Um, it just sort of falls apart. Nobody steps up and picks it up. Yeah. So, so it was last week I was, I was sitting at home watching TV or something like that. And I think I was on my phone flipping through, um, Twitter mm-hmm. and, uh, Jamie Campbell, who's the host of, um, the Toronto blue Jays games on Sportsnet, 
So he hosts like the pregame okay. show and afterwards he, he was on there and he goes, you know, if there's anybody in Nova Scotia, I've got some free time. If there's anybody in Nova Scotia that is a baseball fan and struggling with what happened previously, he said, send me a message, give me their phone number. I'll give them a call. Nice. Okay, cool. So I sent Jamie Campbell a message. I was like, I asked him for like, send something into this. And then I went, no, you know what? If there's anybody like in town that connected to baseball or whatever that needs a thanks or something like that, I was like, you know what? If you've got some words, if you could send them out to Art Sonny Foster, that'd be great. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll read them. I'll share them here. And then I, I didn't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. I sent it off, carried on. Next day, I got another, I got a message back from Jamie Campbell. He goes, you got a phone number for Sonny? I was like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. So I was trying to quickly scrounge and find a phone number for Sonny. I eventually found one, sent it off to him. Again, didn't think anything of it. Didn't think anything of it at all. And then, you know, a few hours later or something like that, I saw Jamie Campbell tweet something out and it was like, just got off the phone with uh, Art Sonny Foster in Amherst, Nova Scotia, who's been involved in keeping Little League Baseball free there for over 50 years. And he had a quote and he said, um, I think Sonny said, I think we kept a lot of them out of trouble. That was, <laughs> that was his comment. So, yeah. so I was thinking about that. It was sort of a, yeah, Sonny Foster is one of those guys that just, you know, was always around the ball field. And so I was telling my mom this story and she said, also make sure you thank his wife, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> you always have to thank the other piece of the pie. <laughs> you always have to, because they're, they are like wife, husband, partner, whatever, whatever the other half is. Uh, is always a huge part of of whoever's you know initiating some sort of thing like that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's wonderful, and I'm sure he's absolutely right. Kept a lot of kids out of trouble without the kids even realizing they were being kept out of trouble. Exactly, which is the way to do it. That's yeah. absolutely it. awesome. So I wanted to tell this story before we read, or I wanted to share that story before we read this last one mm. from Jeff. Yes, thank you for sharing that. Um, so this is Jeff DeGans. Many people are familiar with Jeff, or at least his voice, <laughs> being one of the uh, one of the DJs at uh, CKDH for many years. Um, and I actually worked with Jeff for a little while down at Kansas when I first moved. Well, not when I first moved back home to Amherst, but for a couple of years there. Anyways, uh, great fella. Jeff says, uh, my thank you is extended to all the service organizations in Amherst for their daily contribution to our community. I'm speaking about the men and women who volunteer countless hours to ensure Amherst is a better place to live, work, and play. Thanks to you. Uh, thanks. Thank you to the Cumberland Y Service Club, the Amherst Lions Club, the Amherst Rotary Club, the Hospital Auxiliary, and others. I have lived in Amherst for 50 years. And what impresses me more than anything is the remarkable resilience and sustainability of these organizations. I simply can't imagine what Amherst would look like without their contributions. We wouldn't have uh, we wouldn't have infrastructure like parks, playgrounds, ball fields, or a YMCA without their ongoing support. They have been there to assist a variety to assist with a variety of programs and services for all ages, from youth to seniors. Amherst is a much richer and vibrant community because of our active service organization. Very nice, very nice, Jeff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they, they uh, all of those service uh, clubs would fall into that hidden secret pile oh, that we were talking about earlier, because they do so much that nobody has a clue about. Mm-hmm. Like it just in the background, quietly, they're working on all kinds of different things all the time and funding all kinds of different things. Oh, absolutely. And hearts and souls are into it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Incredible. And they, it's a lot of work that they put on. Like you think, like you see the Amherst Lions Club out at all sorts of different events and they always have they're always looking to help out people who need just a little bit of help a little hand a little Absolutely. something like it's yeah they make a yeah. big 
effort and a lot of it's just volunteered time. Mm-hmm. One, one that comes to mind um, most readily for me is with the Rotary Club, Bob Janes. Mm-hmm. He's a member, um, member of the community and member of the Rotary Club, has been for many years. And the Rotary Club runs um, Camp Tidnish. Right. Yep. Odin, obviously, Tidnish. Yep. Um, and uh, Bob is, he heads up that project. And every single time he gets up to talk about it anywhere, he is emotional and overcome with uh, such pride in the people who work there and in the participants and his heart and soul goes into that. So it's not just a matter of like these clubs going, okay, yeah, let's help this. Let's help that. It's, it's real love and support of the community that goes into all these projects that all these clubs um, contribute to or run. So yes, thank you very much to all of them. Like Jeff said, I don't know what, where so many organizations and so many things in town would be without mm-hmm. the service clubs stepping up for them. Yeah. And in ways that we just have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. So awesome. that's, yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah, Holly, thanks. Thanks for coming back to help share these ones. I've, I'm more than happy to do it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I really like, we had a big variety. Thanks for big events, big things people do. Thanks for simple things, little things. Like it was mm-hmm. just... It was really nice. And a lot of it too, I, I'm interested in the fact that um, I don't even think most of these are about the support people are receiving at this time. No. No, specifically. No. I, a lot of people mentioned, you know, like the the crisis that's happening right now, but for the most part, these submissions weren't about, you know, at this moment, they're like the broader perspective of our community in general that they're created, that they're grateful for. Yeah. I like that. I, I hadn't really yeah. thought about that, but that, that, yeah. That's a good connection and good sort of yeah connection between all of these ones. So yeah, because that's what I expected when you first when we first talked about this. I expected most of, most of the submissions to be about the support people are receiving or witnessing or observing mm-hmm. in the community right now with uh, the Corona thing going on. But no, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So again, still looking for more submissions for everybody or from anybody out there. If you've enjoyed hearing other people's stories, uh, we need to hear your story and your shit. In, have you share your words and thoughts of thanks and gratitude or appreciation? So what we'll do, please submit them, tgapod.com slash thanks. And when we get a number of them together again, we'll look at doing another episode. Awesome. So please, please submit them. Please let us know what you're thankful for. So again, Holly, thanks for coming on. Thanks oh, well, for and sharing. I'm thankful for you, Andrew, for doing this and, uh, and for having me on to share it with you. So thanks very much. Thank you once again to Holly Casey with our social media for coming and helping with this episode. I'm enjoying these gratitude project episodes immensely. I love hearing the stories. I love thinking about stories that I have that I can add and I want to hear yours. So please submit them tgapod.com slash thanks. I hope you all have a great weekend and I'll talk to you again on Monday with an interview with Susan McIsaac of McIsaac Dara Chartered Accountants.